Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkly ladypreneur podcast. With me as always is the sparkly, the talented, the marvelous and magical Therese Tucker. Thank you. Thank you, my lovely Rach. So let's talk about, let's get right into this because I think we have some energy. Yes, we have. We've been talking a lot about this in the background Um, and we mentioned it last week where people are feeling the feeling of, I'm doing all this work, where's my damn cookie? Things not feeling quite like the uh, results are showing up yet and we thought we'd delve into this a little bit deeper as we've gotten even more clarity for ourselves and our clients in this last week. So, Therese, talk to me about (laughs) Take it away, take it away. Uh, Yeah, well, first of all... When Rach and I were talking, we were really getting into the mindset of a few people, a few people that we've been working with, and maybe even our own mindset, like from the not so recent past. But it's kind of this idea that I've done some increment of work and I expect my results. <laughs> right? Even, yes, if, even if you've done shit tons of work, but you're still expecting a result, um, almost as if there is just an end point. Like, I'm going to do. It's kind of how I was in school, to be honest. Well, I mean, anything I don't like, I was like, I'll do the, the thing to get it done, mm-hmm. right? And with business, um, entrepreneurship, creativity, things like that, there really is no end point. So we wanted to break it down with an analogy about cookies. Because we, like we like cookies. Everybody wanted to ask. <laughs> Everybody loves the cookies. Everybody loves cookies. And I wanted to talk about it and ask you a series of questions that you'll already know the answer to. So these are super easy questions. So here's question number one. Rach, I'm going to ask you, if you decide, I would like to eat a cookie now, does that get you a cookie? No. No. So another question would be, okay, so I've decided I like the cookie and um, now I've decided I want to make the cookie. I want to, I'm going to make the cookie. Does that get you the cookie? Hell no. no. So right now you realize that, that you want to make the cookie and I've never made cookies. So I need a teacher or a recipe. So now I've decided I need a teacher or a recipe. Does that get me the cookie? No. Wishing and hoping for the cookie. <laughs> Magically. Right? Shut up. Desperately, but no, that's not how you get the cookie. Okay, so now my teacher tells me I need certain ingredients. Does, does that information alone get me the cookie? Mm-mm, no cookie. Okay, so now I figured out, okay, I got to go buy those ingredients. Now, for sure, that should get me cookie, right? No, that gives you no a bench cookie. full of ingredients. There you go. And now what do I need to do? Okay, so now I have to put the ingredients together. Does that get me the cookie? Mm-mm. Not yet. Okay, so I've put my ingredients together and I've I've plopped them out on the tray. Does that get me the cookie? Not a cooked cookie, but it's ready to go cookie. No. <laughs> a raw right? No, I know some people <gasps> some people want to eat the raw cookie. I, I, I enjoy I some raw cookie dough here. But that's that's still not the end result, right? That's still not the cookie. Not the okay, cookie. so now I've popped it in the oven. Does that get me the cookie? No, and that's the part that seems to take forever. Right? This is a watch cookie never bakes kind of thing. Okay. So now the cookies come out and, you know, they're fresh out of the oven. We've let them cool down and we're finally there. 
do not let <laughs> or them. barely let them many entrepreneur knows we are a little bit on the impatient side that cookie is out of the oven a few minutes earlier and in the mouth <laughs> and burning your tongue quite possibly right. so ideally you would wait a little this. while <laughs> right so there's still one more step you you need to let the cookies cool down to have the cookie that you're dreaming of and finally finally after all of that now you have a cookie you've now got a tray but of you ate it <laughs> now you got a tray of cookies and you've gone to town um so so as as we take you through that little step-by-step analogy, it is pretty clear to you listening to it that you don't have the cookie for quite a few steps. So mm-hmm. Rach, in our in in this um, metaphor, what are we calling the cookie? What what are some examples that, that entrepreneurs think of as the cookie? The cookie is the money. So the income mm-hmm. or the level of income that you want to be at. Um, that would be the, probably the main one that I would associate with the cookie. What about you? Or the level of success you want level to attain. Level of success, yep, certain level of success, mm-hmm. which for me includes like international travel. It means my husband's retired. It means I've got that life balance. Um, that for me is the, you know, the cookie is the ultimate lifestyle. Lifestyle, that's another one. That's a good point. So mm. ultimately that cookie represents everything that you believe this business is going to bring you. Mm-hmm. right or the the life that you're living that's go- this is how it's going to bring you you can use this cookie metaphor for anything it's not just business you can apply it to having the, the ideal relationship mm-hmm. right or 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 having the ideal family life for you or you could apply body, this health body yes oh my god yes oh my god we know like here's here's old thinking you know, I, uh, I'm going to buy the Jillian Michaels DVD, right? Now I'm going to look like Jillian Michaels, right? I got the DVD. Yeah. Well, I have to take it out of the box. I watched the DVD. Just, That's still just didn't get one it, right? of the ingredients, sweetheart. Just I, one. I, I did the workout one time. <laughs> so we get it. We get every in every other scenario. It makes sense to us that it's going to take some time. And yet somehow... When it comes to what we're trying to create with our business or money specifically seems to really activate this in people um, that we expect that we've did this much effort. Where's my money? <laughs> where's, where's the money? Yep. Right? Where's the cookie? Where's the lifestyle? Where's all these things that I worked so hard for? And you did work hard. You absolutely did work hard, but you didn't do everything that you're going to have to do to get that finished cookie. Mm, all the different ingredients and this is this is something we wanted to highlight because we do fixate usually on one ingredient often it's the strategy that's the you know the putting things together the the really is just one ingredient and the strategy alone will not get you there it will get you to a certain point but it won't get you all the way there so Teresa what else what are the other critical ingredients because a cookie is not a cookie without the critical ingredients what are some of the critical ingredients or cookie baking. Ultimate so some of the so some of the critical ingredients. Now the feed cut out on me a little bit, so I might reiterate what she just said. But obviously, strategy is a part of it. Um, so having a strategy, but also having the mindset in place, right? The passion. That's that's the initial thing. Notice that step one of making your cookie was deciding that you wanted a cookie, mm. and you wanted and your own cookie. Was, Right, that you wanted to actually make it because you could have gone and bought the pre-made box and just had that, but you wanted your 
Yeah, see, for me, I would equate that. Not the store-bought cookie. I would, I would equate the store-bought cookie as having a job. You know, it's not quite the right thing. It's got all the toxins in it. So you know, right. <laughs> you can see my mindset around it's all toxic. <laughs> right. It's not as good as you the one want I the clean eating cookie that's actually good for your body. That's what she's <laughs> equating entrepreneurship to, which is awesome. I mean, so you, so not only did you have a desire, but you got really specific about your desire. Mm-hmm. Then you realize that you needed somebody to guide you, which mm-hmm. all of us experience this. I mean, every person who makes it past the initial hurdles of being a new entrepreneur realizes they need a guide, mm. period. And there's different guides along the way. Like we need a guide Absolutely. sometimes to help us with mindset, sometimes with energy, sometimes it's with strategy, knowing what to do and how to do it. There are multiple guides along the way and it be like seeing different types of teachers in cooking to find out how do you do it this way, how do you do it that way, finding out the, the different nuances and techniques and how to get better, like having someone on the outside of you going, well, actually, you could have done this a little bit differently. Here, change your technique. So you've got feedback. Absolutely. And I mean, there's, and there are different points at, at each part of the journey, right, where you might need a different type of guide. But that is one piece of the make-it-yourself recipe is having someone at some point that can teach you a part of it that you didn't know yet, or you could struggle, which a lot of us do. A lot of entrepreneurs in kind of enjoy that path, which is like, fuck that. I don't need, I don't need help. I'll it I'll make it myself. <laughs> and they burn several batches <laughs> or they just taste awful or they're just incomplete in some way. Um, so that is, that is actually part of the journey. I've got two more critical <laughs> ingredients that I want to at Go. least have one of them is the energy work. And I talk a lot about this in our um, business mastery and magic group that we do on Fridays. Um, it's doing the energy work, which is where you're working with your business in energy, where you're working with the universe, God, source, whatever, your team in spirit in energy, because you, you want to be as, mm, it's a mixture of manifesting law of attraction, but your energy in that equation is critical. It changes the game completely. So energy and then the part two to that which impacts your energy work is your mindset. We've touched on that but what I really wanted to hammer home is mindset work. So we all know at some level you've got um, you know, self-doubt, you're, you may not have a completely high vibrational wealth mindset, you've got beliefs around what's possible for you, what's not possible for you, what you can or you can't do and in the mindset will determine the level of energy that goes into bringing the wealth in, the level of energy that comes into attracting your ideal clients. So the mindset is an extremely critical factor that will hamper every strategy you have if you haven't got the mindset that aligns with that strategy absolutely working gangbusters. So for me, I, I would equate the mindset as like the, the like flower, the, the main piece of the whole puzzle. Everything else is critical, but not as critical as mindset right in the middle. Well, I, would, I was thinking of an example of this. If mm-hmm. I wanted to make something from scratch, like I want, to make, uh, I want to make some skincare for myself even, just that I know is safe, right? I know it doesn't have any of the toxic crap. Now imagine there was no YouTube and no Google. See, now YouTube and Google sort of work like mm-hmm. a coach or a teacher. I mean, it is people teaching you, right? Yeah. But now imagine that you didn't have that. Imagine going into it for a second and how flustered you'd feel because you have no idea that coconut oil 
has this great like antiseptic property that was also good for your skincare, right? And that, what would you do? How would you, you would be flustered. You would be in a space of like, I don't think this is possible for stop. me. Yeah, you'd That's fall. mindset. You'd stop and go, oh, I don't right. think I can do this. There's right, because obstacle. you wouldn't have the confidence of it there. But then you now put Google and YouTube back into the mix, right? And they've given you, here's access to a teacher who's going to give you five steps mm. to make your own toner or whatever. And suddenly Grateful. you're like, I have confidence to mm -hmm. do this, right? Yes, confidence is a huge one. Look, the typical things we see for most entrepreneurs that they struggle with, procrastination, which is a mindset. Overwhelm, again, it's another mindset. Um, what we were just talking about, confidence. So self-doubt versus confidence, that is a mindset. Again, you know, productivity comes back to a mindset. Everything comes back to a mindset and what you believe around a given topic. Um, that if you, you basically need to be doing that level of work on a regular basis because you'll keep coming up against every time you hit another ceiling, you need to have the tools to be able to go, right, I know what's going on there. Clear that part of the mindset, program in what you want to be feeling and thinking instead, and then keep moving forward. Absolutely. Well, I think it's, if I may shed some light on something, I think it's incredibly important to Rach because she was one of the people who started out initially learning the hard way. She was all about strategy initially. Big time. Um, and Rach has had several businesses and they weren't unsuccessful, but she, when it got to her wall, her mental wall, she didn't have the mindset in place in those former businesses where she was really focused on strategy and doing it step by step. But then eventually we all hit what's called the wall, right? And this is where if you imagine being a runner and you're in the marathon and you're mm -hmm. like two miles away from the end, you hit what's called the wall. It's a mental wall of I cannot do this anymore. I just ran 24 miles. I cannot do two more. And it, I mean, there's, it's a real thing that happens in us. Well, when you have the mindset, you have the conscious awareness to know there's the wall, mm -hmm. right? You understand that it's a block. Um, when all you're working with is just the step-by-step, -step, you know, number to number, you're missing a crucial, you're, you're missing a foundational element to get through it because everybody needs it. No matter how prepared you think you are, you will hit the wall. Mm -hmm. And so it's rage, what video. happened to you? Yeah, yes. what happened to you in the past before that was in place? Um, I would stop. I would go to another thing. I would go, okay, well, that didn't work. Try something else. So I'm very much resilient, very persistent. But ultimately, when I look back on it, there were so many times where if I could just change the way I was thinking about it or perceiving it or whatever, that I would have, it would have been a real launch. It would have gone out further. I would have talked about it more. So it came down to my own self-belief, really, was the, the biggest one. Right. Um, that might just, it was in my brain and it popped out, but it's about mindset and understanding this process. So what we were explaining to you is that without that mindset of knowing how long it's going to take, right? Using the cookie metaphor is really good because you, if you can overlay that on top of what you're doing in your business, you can kind of figure out where in the cookie baking process you are. But that is a mindset right there breaking that down and going, oh, wait, this takes longer than I say I want this, I do some action, I get my thing. No, you don't. Understanding just how much effort on your part is required is part of 
a healthy mindset so that you don't have false expectations. And I think that I know I have suffered false expectations more times than I've understood how long cookies take to make. Guilty, guilty, oh, guilty. So guilty. So let's talk about what some of these false expectations look like. So I'll give you a, an example. Um, like knowing you need to go to therapy and getting a therapist and going, okay, I'm fixed. I got the therapist. Or, okay, I'm fixed. Not only did I got the therapist, I went to the session, to one session. I'm fixed. That's, that's, that is that mindset that is destined to, um, you're destined to fail with that because it takes more than that. That's getting in the door and that's showing up, but that's not doing the work. I'll yet. share one that's, that's one of my typical ones and I've come across it even recently. Go, oh my God, there it is. So I'm really good in the beginning, getting all the energy, pulling the things together and I share things and I get, you know, sometimes I get a lot of real good um, feedback very quickly which is great, but it has set up a false expectation that if I put something out there, I'm going to get an instant result. People are going to instantly sign up and I don't have to talk about it every day for three, four weeks. <laughs> yes, Rachel, you need to speak Three to four things. months, lady. Okay, we're... <laughs> I'm no. going to work through that. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to work on that mindset after this, apparently. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. She's naturally talented at, create, at generating energy. That's the talent. Now, here's the thing. Some of our natural abilities can actually hamper our own success mindset. Let me say that again. Some of our natural abilities can actually hamper our own success mindset. <laughs> For example, yes. being naturally talented or having many ideas. Right. So having many ideas and, and having this uh, like unending tap into creativity gives you the feeling that anything you do is going to take off. But the truth is, the truth is that for something to have sustainability, there has to be craftsmanship and mastery in it. Mm -hmm. Some degree of crafts, craftsmanship and mastery in it. It's not just the unlimited potential of ideas or even your ability to take an idea and execute it once that is not enough to create the lifestyle or or the cookie that you desire damn it that just <laughs> so no matter wishing or hoping will help <laughs> i know and ability alone won't get you there won't get you finished cookies just because you can bake cookies doesn't mean you'll make a cookie that tastes good mhm mm Yes, that's more than, it's, it's so, what, what do we, in summary, here are some of the critical items, all the ingredients that you need to be using for your cookies. So mindset is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. There is, you know, obviously do it, taking the action strategy. Right. So strategy, strategy and taking the, so they're two different things, taking the action and mm -hmm. having the strategy. Um, right. And then we talked about energy. So doing the work in energy, working in the non-physical, this is having your vision. This is going into that space in your mind where you are already there because you are putting mm -hmm. the energy into building that and setting your internal, your heart and soul GPS on that as a reality, which means that the universe and, and whatever can also engage and help you 
getting the extra help. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was, and I, I just tapped on it, was the heart and soul. This is then Therese talked about it earlier, passion, which means it's absolutely directly connected to your heart and soul. You're not doing it because of the money. You're not doing it because someone else said to do it. You're doing it because you purely from a, a heart and soul perspective absolutely want to do this. It's your, it's your purpose. I have one more ingredient and it's crucial. Okay. It is it. crucial in you getting the most delicious cookie you've ever had. You ready? Chocolate chips. <laughs> well, yes, for my cookie. Well, th then this is the chocolate chips of this strategy, right? Or this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yeah. Failure. Stop Failure it. is crucial. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, but get ready because no no product, no system, uh, no strategy that's ever been built, no cookie that's ever been cooked, no uh, product or, or service that's ever been offered that's really good. What is not version 1.1 no, or 1.0. 1. It that's is not. version 12.0. It is version 150.0. Failure is crucial to getting the cookie that the exact way that you want it to get that cookie to taste and be exactly everything you want it to be you have had to fuck it up more times than you've gotten it right you because when to. you well I'm thinking about that as analogy you know because then you taste the burnt cookie or the one that's missing the chocolate chips and by the time you get it right it is the sweetest tasting cookie ever well that's the cookie that takes off and becomes a cookie empire that's what yes, happens cookie empire cookie like em <laughs> a cookie empire happens from about 150 batches of shitty cookies. <laughs> and, and we're, you know, there are so many examples of this that, that show us this, and yet we still don't have it in the mindset. The idea is you should get excited by failure. Mm. Anyone who has made it to the top of their industry is excited about failure because failure means I'm about to get more information. I'm about to design an even better cookie better cookie. right the right <laughs> the right brothers i mean we can all kind of imagine this but nobody got an airplane on the first go they didn't they didn't it took many redesigns crashes falling down in fact i think i just posted this this last week in the in the success circle membership it was this little video of a little girl and she was trying to jump from the floor onto a high box and She's jumping and she falls over and she gets back up and she jumps again and she knocks over the box. She jumps again and she gets on the edge and falls off and it's just over and over and over again. But each time that she failed, she went back and her mindset was different, right? I need to concentrate. I need to bend my knees deeper. I need to really lift off whatever it was that was going on in there. She got more information. And stronger, by the way, mm -hmm. each time she failed. Mm -hmm. Right? So the things that we are naturally good at where we kind of succeed out of the gate can sometimes be a real hamper on us having long-term success because we get a false expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the out of the blue or the overnight success is the rarity. It's not the norm. Yeah. And those people have a different set of, obstacles they have to work through because the thing is when you have never had to prove or recreate your own success because you did it in one go 
it kind of messes with your mind. You're not sure you can do it again. It creates, it can create a different level of anxiety. How do I top that? I did the, I did so well right out of the gate. How do I go up from that? Whereas somebody who has run, fallen flat on their face, has scraped knees, got up, bandaged that shit, hobbled, right? So they got their strength back and then started running. That You can throw anything at that person. Mm. Yeah. When we were talking about this before we got on and uh, got on the air, one of the other things we talked about was how when you're following someone else, like if you're following the, the, the most amazing chef in the world around cookies, um, there are some things that you can't see. And so as an example, they've got the most fantastic U-Butte oven ever. Right. When you go to cook it following the same strategy, doing the same things, everything that they did using the same ingredients, but your cookies don't turn out the same. Then it's remembering that, you know, you are a different person. You do have a slightly different mindset. You have, there's going to be things that are different about you like having a different oven, which means your cookies won't be the same. However, it is all about learning about how your oven works, how your mindset works, how your uh, natural flow works in order to get cookies the same level of Stella, but your way. Absolutely. So, and we were also talking before this, that if the cookies presented money, right? and you made your first batch of cookies, let's say you get all the way to the end and you make those cookies, the process isn't over because mm -hmm. what happens once you've eaten every single cookie you made? No more cookies! <laughs> or you're gonna have to keep making them. That's the thing, I mean, if you make the one batch and mm -hmm. eat it all, the cookies are done. Versus you've made the first batch and you know I've got 24 cookies, so I got 24 days or 24 minutes depending on how voracious your appetite is, you're going to have to keep making cookies to sustain that, to sustain that whole um, process, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. So you're going to need to be able to replicate Rep your exactly results. Right. Which replicate the results and, and adapt, like we were talking before about what if everybody's making chocolate chip cookies. So from a marketing perspective, the market is saturated. So now you have to adapt. You've got to start learning how to, I like Teresa's version, you know, chocolate strawberries on cookies. <laughs> chocolate covered strawberry cookies. That's the TM word. Teresa Tucker. If you want the recipe, you'll have to, I don't know, I have to come up with it. <laughs> but so we're, we're, we're constantly having to adapt and change based on our needs, but also the needs of uh, the market. So right. Okay. Right. So it's it's all about i mean we actually offered a little series that talked about how to do this but it's called adapting adapt your the thing about business um and working for yourself specifically is that you're going to have to adapt and the beauty of this is you know that's what the beauty of failure is the failure really is a gift because it's going to show you wait i did those three steps and i still didn't get my results that was technically a failure, but what I've learned from it is, oh, there are more steps. Oh, okay. Maybe there are four or five. Nope, not four or five. Okay, maybe there's 10 steps. <laughs> you don't get that. I mean, that's, that's the gift of, um, you know, trying to try to do this yourself. There's, there was a few people um, in an Etsy group that I'm in because I have my own Etsy shop, and there's a few people in that group who, after doing some research, which my coach makes us do 
a shit ton of research, which would be part of like how to create the perfect cookie, right? Um, but after doing it and they realized that their passion was either oversaturated or there was no market for it and they wanted to give up and they're like, what should I do? What should I do? And I said, listen, I'm new to this training, but I can tell you from life experience, you should just do it. You got to make it. Maybe you're the one who is meant to create the market or, but there's also stuff you're going to learn about from, from just putting yourself out there. At this point, right, if you're someone who's new to business or you're really getting ready to start, you're listening to this list of the things you're going to have to do. What is one of the best things, Rach, that you can do if you don't have any of this stuff yet? Where do, what do you do next? Yes, and you, you want this. Oh, I would sit down and actually just contemplate. Let all of the passion and the ideas flow onto a piece of paper and just allow, like, don't limit it. Don't think, oh, I shouldn't, can't, whatever. Just write it all down because everything has to start with passion and it's coming through you for an absolute reason. That would be my first step. Well, my first step goes a little bit further than that. I would prototype it, meaning I would make it. Mm. I would go, and this is coming maybe from a physical product-making mentality. Yeah, so I do a lot um, of my products. <laughs> Right. She, so she's working with a lot of the internal products, but for me, I really need to try it. I have a vision. I can see it in my mind, but I won't know if it works until I get it out of my head and in front of me. Um, and sometimes, and actually, you know, I teach a lot. I teach intuition classes and, and I co, you know, teach with Rach. But for me, a lot of the stuff I need to do is I have to get it out of me. It can't just sit there in my head or, or wait to be right. I, a lot of my um, development has come from just putting it out there. You got to put it out there to see what, what's weird about it, honestly. It's what true. works and what doesn't work. Well, one of the things I learned from teaching School for Spirit and now going into, gosh, I think the next module will be module six is opening next month. Six, six, yes, six. getting the classes mixed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next module, module six, will be the, the sixth, you know, course that I've taught. And I've learned so much from course one all the way to my current course. And that is that for me, um, so much information wants to come out. And it's kind of like wild horses trying to leave my brain. So I have to like bridle <laughs> those horses in because I have literally overwhelmed people like I've overwhelmed whelmed rage I've overwhelmed some other people so I've had to learn from experience from failing and kind of doing it wrong how to pull back what needs to be pulled back in right I've had to learn how to adapt and it was through the doing that I did that always failing forward it's never yes it's never failed forward. yes testing the market. Let's look at some of these comments that are coming. Through. Yeah. So as we're, as Teresa's reading the comments, we'll move into asking Q and A. So if you've got a question, please to add it into the, the box or add it onto the group. And we would love to answer that as well. What are we, what are they? Yes. Well, it's, it's weird. My phone is doing that weird thing again, where it's kind of like acting like it's going to take me out if I touch it too much, but it's saying, um, I can always look at it. The cookie, they're loving the cookie subject. They're getting it. Um, I'm getting better and better in focusing on simple tasks. Multitasking mm -hmm. doesn't work for uh, Agnes anymore. Courtney gets it. She's been there. 
And she says, test the market. So true. You got to test. I mean, they talk about that for anybody who's um, put together a Facebook ad. It is never the first ad that they're talking about. That's like the takeoff ad. They're always talking about adapting and readjusting, checking the market, A-B testing. How many entrepreneurs have heard that over and over? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is actually put in some stuff here. Um, how do we manage failing forward and trial and error when we have budgetary constraints? I love the notion of testing, but it requires spend before you get the ROI. That's part of business. Like we've, mm-hmm. the amount of money we've spent on funnel stuff in the last year, um, and again on a new thing that we're starting now, you know, it's been trial and error. It's just, you know, you don't know what's going to give you the full ROI until you test it. So it's, there's no real, there's no magic pill answer on that one. We, we just have to give it a go. And it's kind of like almost budgeting for it in a way. If you can. But, and also there's frugality. So you have to understand what stage you're in. For example, someone who is just starting out, they're not in a marketing stage. If you're brand new to business, if you've done your business, uh, if you have under, I think it was uh, one of the metrics was under 500 clients, right? So you have less than 500 on your mailing list, I believe. Um, Another what metric was if you've been in business for less than a year, you have to consider that there is, there is emergence, then there is um, growth, and then there is expansion. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to mirror someone who's in a growth period where growth is about marketing, that middle section, it's where you've got people's attention. They know that you're offering something. And you're starting to come around you. That's where marketing happens. But emergence, being out there, is all about um, the the idea of what you're spending, right? Your return on investment is more based on supplies and basic, basic needs. Like for some people, uh, like if you were starting out with maybe a a coaching program, right, Rach, or a teaching Mm -hmm. program, really your basic need is a list. You need a mailing list. That's huge, right? You need some place to to put people that you can communicate with them regularly. You don't need to be worrying about Facebook ads. That's not, uh, if you're, you're kind of putting cart before horse there. Exactly. So the other thing to remember is a bit like the cookie analogy where sometimes, and it is typical that the, the things that you're investing in don't necessarily have a direct ROI in the moment it becomes a building thing. Like we've just invested in getting growing our uh, Facebook pages a little bit more so that once you hit the 10,000 mark that Facebook sees you as an authority and then starts to put your ads further ahead. So we've invested in doing that because it's part of the next stage. So the return on investment initially is nothing, but the next stage is where it starts to, to take that piece and evolve it even further. So it's again, like the marketing, the, cookie analogy, my daughter's messaging me, I'm trying not to look at the messages, um, in that it's the return on investment is often delayed further than you may realise. And, and, and Anna said, it, I get that, but it's frustrating. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But you will get there. We will get there. And it's just picking and choosing what you're going to put that into. Um, and sometimes it's taking a lot longer to work out whether or not you are going to be able to get the ROI on it quicker and then deciding to invest in that over something else that's going to take longer. Half the time you actually I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's going to build you a higher ROI. 
in the newbie stage, in the beginner stage, research. You got to be so thorough about your research, about what you're making, who else is making it, how you're going to stand out, how you're going to be different, right? Real, it really is about knowing your market so well that even if you can't dominate straight away, you are guaranteed to dominate by understanding it. And that was what is going to end up creating your ROI in the next stages. Because right now what happens in that beginning stage of business is you want, you're going to create enough sales to keep buying supplies. And then you're going to know pretty quickly what's selling and what doesn't, right? So um, you got to think about that. And again, it's a little bit of, you try it, and you kind of see what sticks. That's what the first stage is all about. Yeah, this trial and error stuff really sucks. It really does. And I, I feel for everyone, we feel I love it. it. <laughs> I do love it. You love the thrill of it. That's what you love. <laughs> I do. Well, maybe it's like, you know, how your, yours is like bringing a lot of attention immediately. You mm. have that gift. I, I think that. for me is I, I love innovation. I love mm. trying new things. You know, it gives me an excuse to invent. And I love that. Yep. So I, I do find it stimulating, actually. Um, sometimes I make sheer crap. There's so many things that I've made. And I was like, at the end of it, I'm like, this is awesome. And the next morning I wake up and I'm like, what was I high? Or like, what? Two <laughs> minutes, spritzels. I go back and I literally, for example, I'll tell you, I haven't released this to anyone. I turned them into bookmarks and I'm gifting them to people. But I saw that other people were making these beautiful mala bead necklaces that had sari silk tassels and I had sari silk and I had the caps to make them and I had beat and I put it together and I was like, as I was making them, I'm like, this is brilliant. I have all the resources. It's almost like I'm getting it for free. These are going to be amazing. Then I made them and I walked away and I, the next day I walked back and I look, I'm like, I wouldn't actually wear that. It's just not my thing. And I don't know if it was just because I realized I'm not going to buy that or I realized it wasn't up to the standard that I would need it to be at for me to buy. Either way, I knew it wasn't a win. If I can't, if, if I'm having sort of the walk of shame the next morning or I realize, you know, what just happened, <laughs> not good. No one's ever going to see those. Those are never going to grace the shelves. They make really cute bookmarks though. They really do. Like that, I'm like, okay, I like it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, you want to check if we've got any questions for psychic Q and A or any questions about what we've been talking about, and then we'll. Uh, I don't see. Down. No questions are coming in. None on Facebook. That's fine. Not a problem. <laughs> Is there anything you, you've got a course coming up? You want to say a little bit about that before we wrap up? Oh today? yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got. A couple of things. There's so many things on my plate right now, but in the oh, world, in the online world, <laughs> so many things. So I'm teaching my first live class on Friday in Tacoma, Washington. It's going to be awesome. Um, and it's at a crystal store. So, and the vibration in there is epic. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But for those who are with me in the online space, my numerology course is opening up in April, April 19th. It starts. And uh, if you're not on my list, the School for Spirit list, you can find that at free lesson. So you can get a free lesson from me, freelesson.grthenumber8.com, or you can go to spirit4success.com 
and sign up to be on my mailing list there. Anyway, you'll want to because with this numerology course, I'm going to be giving out a lot of little freebies, a lot of helpful things for you to do numerology on your own or to even kind of rem how many people have trouble remembering what the numbers one through nine stand for, right? You see, but you see them and you're like, that's important. What the hell does that mean? What does it mean? Tell me what it means. I made you a cheat sheet, but I'm only going to be able to give those to people on my list. And it's a free thing, free thing, even if you don't take the course. So you'll want to jump on the mailing list. Um, but the class itself, can I just tell you a little bit, just like really briefly. Okay. So we're going to talk more about more than just the basic things, like what your birth date adds up to, what your name adds up to. We're going to talk about all of those basic things, but would you like to know what karmic incarnation you're in? Ooh. There's a way to find out. If you don't like um, geometry, it might break your brain a little bit. But we're going to walk. As long as you tell me the answer. Like, don't break my brain. Tell all me you have to do, okay, all you have to do is know how to make triangles. You know how to oh, make I triangles? Do that. I can make triangles. Okay, that's, that's about as deep as it goes. But you'll be able to, like, view your life and where your life is at right now and what the next cycle is. So specifically the karmic cycles of this lifetime will be really clear to you. But this, this process can actually go back into past lives. And probably if you wanted to, if you were that gung-ho about it, you could go into future lives. I'm just going to stick with the present. I that's need to know one. about this one. <laughs> this one's the one I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> this is enough on my plate, yeah. so I'm going to work on this life. I'll do we will be one I doing do. that. That's right. So we're going to work on our own uh, numerology blueprint that's showing us what's coming up in this nine-year period, what's coming up in the next. And you can kind of get in there and get prepared, get ahead of it, right? This is like when you know you're going to have to make more cookies. You can buy double the ingredients. Yeah. That's what numerology can help you do. Double, double and it's batch. fun. Mm -hmm. Double your batch. 48 cookies. <laughs> I love it. Right, Order ahead. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I am about to run another Source of Shift training. This is the tool set that I teach that actually does the mindset transformation that uh, we've been talking about mindset today. Well, this is the tools to be able to both uncover what's actually happening in your subconscious mind that's causing all the problems and give you the tools to be able to clear it as well as programming what you want to be feeling and thinking because that will accelerate everything. So that's coming up in April. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to source4shift.com. There is a link from the Spirit for Success website across to it. And that'll tell you a lot more about the training itself and the, uh, the extra special pricing that's on it right now. So check that out. Um, other than that, we've got our Success Circle membership, which is ongoing. Anyone who's an entrepreneur, that's where we do a lot more of the mastery of uh, manifesting as well as mindset. And you get to work with the two of us every month. We've got four live sessions now. And that's only $99 a month. So that's a huge bargain. Awesome. Awesome sauce. So with that, wow. Wow. We, well, we have one question that just popped up. Okay. We'll do we can, one question. We can squeeze it in. Agnes, I keep having those dreams. Uh, thoughts. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Those yes, dreams? Define those dreams. Dream. <laughs> I mean, my version of those dreams and your version of those <laughs> dreams are probably going to be very different. 
Well, here, I can put it in a way that people understand in general. Um, if you're having dreams about working through difficult relationships, or if you're having dreams about um, confrontational things from your past, guess what? Chiron's active. Mm -hmm. This is healing stuff that needs to be faced. So during this time period, it started with a new moon, it's going to go on. This energy is kind of carrying out until we get to this full moon, which in which it culminates, right? So when you have a new moon, it's building in energy, whereas a full moon is reducing, okay? So when you have a build, it's on the new moon, it's really light. It's like, this is the flavor of, of meals to come. And then the meals keep coming and they keep getting bigger and more intense. The energy right now is about accepting how you feel, accepting what's in there, accepting the wounds. So the things were like, oh, I, I can't believe I behave that way. Or, oh, why did that person do this to me? Or, oh, why can't I let this go? Rather than trying to dissect it and judge it, the um, energy is asking for us to go into acceptance. It is. I'm in pain with this. This person and I aren't gelling. Um, and it's not about trying to fix it or change it. First step is acceptance. You just have to be in this place of it is. Okay, it is. From that, what gets activated is would you like to heal it? And, and until you kind of move into conscious energy of like, I would like to heal this, it's going to be in your non-physical, astral self, subconscious energy. And you're going to be working on it either consciously or subconsciously. So you kind of get to choose right now. I mean, those who, who want to be in conscious denial will be having a hard time sleeping. Or maybe you're just consciously, you have a lot on your plate, so you can't process because you're doing, right? You're in doing, which is fine. But then you're processing subconsciously. The idea here is, again, to stay in acceptance and realize that healing is happening. You know, this is where the, the art of lucid dreaming really comes in handy because when you're trying to process, if you're aware that you're sleeping, you can then start to go in and be like, what choices would I like to make instead, right? So instead of my default choices, what choices would I like to make? That's where a tool like Source for Shift is really handy because if you practice it in your conscious life, you can also practice it in your subconscious Mm. non-physical dream me, state i've had people tell me that they've been woken up and remembered in a dream that they were source of shifting stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's good so i see the more you practice it so that and that's what practice does the more we practice something when we don't need it we actually use it when we do we are triggered mm. to use it instinctually when we do need it mm. which is why practice is an invaluable tool and that's why practicing making cookies or mm -hmm. tea or art or whatever only makes you better at it exactly Ta -da! Ta -da! <laughs> awesome so thank you everyone who joined us live today for your questions and your input and for those who are watching the recording later feel free to share your thoughts on cookie making in our kick-ass and sparkly <laughs> lady Punyo, um group or even on the video down below so thank you so much for joining us and until next time relax we got this Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook 
In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Panures Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.